second episode of Journalists Talk. This is the podcast from journalists to journalists. Hello, everyone. So today I have my second guest of the podcast, and he's Esteban Reynoso. So thank you so much for coming here. Um, Esteban is a reporter and anchor for Action News Now. And would you like to give everyone a little biography about yourself? Yeah, of course. So, uh, Bia, thank you so much for having me. It's great to see you again. Great to be a part of uh, the podcast. You got it right. I'm a reporter for Action News Now. That's what I was hired for as an MMJ. But now I've also kind of moved into being an anchor and a producer. I anchor the weekend shows. And because we're such a small market, I also produce my own shows. So I'm kind of wearing all of these different hats now. But yeah, CSUN is where I graduated from, is where I came from. San Fernando Valley. I mean, it's where I grew up and was raised. So I'm really a product of that area. And it's, uh, it's really good to see a different place of California, see a different mindset of the state. I didn't know that you were a producer, too. <laughs> it's, it's weird. I know. I'm a anchor, reporter, producer. Can you go a little bit on how it is to be working those three different parts of journalism in your one job? They actually all mesh together, which is really cool. Um, so for me, if I become a better reporter, then I become a better anchor. Because when you're a reporter, it's kind of easy. Let's say like breaking news, you're there, you're on scene, you can see the tape, you can smell the, you know, uh, the scene, you can talk with officers right there, you can see how witnesses are feeling or whatever. But when you're an anchor, and there's breaking news, you're basically seeing what the audience is seeing. So you have to get into the mindset of like, using all your senses to try to put the audience there, right. So I think for me, being a reporter has helped me become a better anchor. And being a producer has helped me become a better reporter and in turn, a better anchor. So it's kind of like this revolving cycle. As a producer, I have to understand a little bit of everything, the national stories, the international stuff, the local stuff, you know, what's happening tomorrow, what's happening this week. As a reporter, you have to know everything about your one story. Um, and then as an anchor, you're kind of giving little tidbits, you have to understand your entire story. I come in uh, at 2.30 and I help produce for the four o'clock and then I anchor the four o'clock and then at five, I become a reporter for the nightside shows. So my day is really packed and I'm always constantly in the mood of like, you know, okay, producer for an hour and a half. Okay, anchor for an hour. Okay, reporter for six hours. And that's my day. It's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> yeah. You got to do what you got to do. And I love anchoring and reporting. And in order to do both, I got to produce. So mm -hmm. you got to take one with the other, right? But now to tell me you have to choose one. What's your favorite? Uh, for me, I got to go with reporting. It's fun to go out and meet with people and talk with people. I mean, I'm an extrovert. So I want to go out and mingle and socialize. And really, for me, I love storytelling, having something where it's a story about, you know, dead and hazardous trees being cut down in a burn scar in the, in the campfire burn scar, let's say in paradise. For me, it's always like, who cares? Right? A lot of people think, who cares about some dead trees that are getting, you know, that are getting cut down for that one person who has this dangling dead tree over their home and we're expecting 50 mile per hour winds next week that could knock it down and crush them as they sleep it's kind of like that's where it's oh man this is urgent this is a story this needs attention when it comes to money when it comes to businesses the pandemic especially i mean everybody was affected by it and in their own different ways right so for me i'm always thinking if i'm about to tell a story about 
uh, you know, the, the shipping backlog in the Long Beach port and how it affects us up here. Then I would go to a local store and say, hey, you know, how are you guys doing with the holidays? And they'd say, well, we're really struggling right now. And so for me, I love the idea of localizing it, telling it through someone's struggle, through someone's eyes, through maybe someone's uh, journey, still being an informative story all at the same time. It sounds really good. At least that's something that I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And how you manage all of your stories because we all have deadlines and you said you have like a pack a day. How many stories do you cover a day? It depends. Sometimes I'll do two different stories a day. Sometimes three. Sometimes it'll be one. You know, I'll get really lucky most of the time. But the way that I handle it is you kind of have to step up for yourself in a way. So my my news director or the people that are the other producers, they would say, hey, so you get off at five, you can drive over here 30 minutes away, do a straight live for 545, then you'll be live at the top of the six. And then we'll have you, you know, uh, for new video, new sound at 630. And I'm like, I can't do that. You know, so I'll tell them, no, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go take my time so I don't speed over there and I'll get there at six. You can have me straight live at 610 and then I will have sound for you at like 645 or something. So that's kind of one way. But the other way is um, just trying to get it done. I mean, sometimes you, you don't have a choice and sometimes it's like I have to make calls before the four o'clock or I have to set something up while I'm making breakfast at, you know, 11 o'clock or whatever. And then when it comes to my packages, uh, lately I've been very lucky that I've been getting one package a day, which is kind of cool, but it's still kind of difficult because I get off at five. Everybody else gets off at five. So when I'm out ready to interview people, they're already going home. So it's really difficult to, to get interviews, to get official sound, to get data, even sometimes reaction. People just got off work. They don't want to be interviewed in the parking lot. They just want to go. You know, They just want to get home, eat, and go to sleep. You just got to find your ways around it. That's so- Something that happens. Oh, gosh, it's so difficult. But yeah, I mean, no matter where you go, it's going to be like that. And some days you'll get lucky. Like, I think there was one day where I literally went three for three, and that had never happened to me before. And I, yeah, it was, it was awesome. I was able to eat that day. (laughs) (laughs) That's important. Did you have any internships while you were at college? I did. I had one with, with CBS News in New York. So I was the news marketing intern. That internship changed my life. I had gone in there really wanting sports. I'd loved sports ever since I was a kid. Basketball, soccer, football, baseball, everything, you name it. I I wanted to play it. I wanted to track it. I wanted to be a player. I wanted to be somebody that knew the players. You know, it was... Even if I couldn't be a player, I wanted to continue being a part of the game in some sort of way. In my interview for that internship, I had pitched sports. And they said, well, that's great, but this is a news internship. And I was like, oh, (laughs) so funny. I don't know why they picked me. I still have no clue why they picked me. But I remember going to New York and it was the best experience of my life. And it changed me. I came back from the news marketing department just wanting to make a difference, wanting to shine a light on things that weren't always told or weren't told properly, especially coming from the San Fernando Valley because I come from San Fernando, which is this two by two mile little city. And the only time you hear about it in the news is pursuits, gang violence, or bank robberies. So when I, I, I kid you not, on the flight back from New York to LA, that's what I was thinking of. And I made that decision. I was like, that's it. I'm going full news. Yeah. Here. <laughs> Would you say that like being a news reporter right now is your dream job or it's still something else? I really want to take basically what I'm doing now and move it back home. 
move it to Los Angeles because I want to still report. I want to still be able to anchor. I want to still be able to have control over my shows here and there as a producer. Sometimes I get to do sports here and there and I, I really love it. I love being able to talk about sports because it is my first love. So I think my dream job is to be back home in LA as a reporter, as an anchor, as a as somebody that can make a difference and somebody that can tell a story. The famous journalist. We all make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you normally, you don't think that like, ah, what is this story going to do? What is this story going to do that impacts maybe two people, three people, right? And a lot of stories that I've done where people will come up to me and say, I can't believe it. You know, if you hadn't said anything about it, I wouldn't have known about it. You make little bits of differences, you know, you don't think of that yeah. in your head. but That's rewarding it, for us. Yeah, if it is very rewarding. Comes up and say, hey, you helped me to do something. Yeah. But what would you say it's a story that impacted you while you were covering it? Not other people, but you as a person or as a journalist. One that sticks out to me was there was a there was a deadly crash. So since I'm nightside, I wake up really late. And this day, I just decided to sleep in. I was really tired. I got a call from my boss at 12.30. And he said, hey, there's been a crash. It sounds pretty bad. About three people dead. You should go and check it out. So it's 30 minutes away. So I, I go to the station, I grab my stuff, get to the crash and the police officer there stopped me and he said, hey, you got to stay right here. You know, there, there are bodies in the car and right now it's a crime scene. A crime scene at a crash? This is kind of weird. Turns out the car that was involved in this crash, they were, they were street racing. So they hit this curb on the side of the street at 110 miles an hour flipping the car like 10 times it went i think like 1500 feet broke a pole in half i mean the you know it, the car was it was just junk it was like a pile of metal and so i remember asking the police officers hey you know are people dead uh how many people because you got to get information confirmed they said yeah uh we have two people dead right now there were two others that were in the car both of those were life flighted to hospitals one to uc davis in sacramento one to the hospital which was like down the street i didn't find this out till later there were two little girls one was two one was four the two-year-old lost her life the four-year-old lost an arm that's already devastating in itself we found out that the father who was driving the car and street racing did not buckle his children to this day it still makes me so angry that potentially their lives could have been saved that's something as a journalist you can't display on camera but in my in the back of my head as somebody why that, would you race with your kids on yeah as somebody that wants to be a father in the future i was just i was disgusted it was so difficult to get through that day oh Oh my gosh, I'm really sad right now with this you know, story. It was just like, Jesus, you it's know? Like I said, it's devastating, just like the whole story. And then like, you go into the tiny details. That's what it was. That's what it was because I mean, it, I could have, yeah, I could have very well have been like, you know, yeah, three people died, one person's in the hospital. Uh, police say this is an active scene back to you guys, you know, but it was my digging and my, my instinct to just talk with the family, talk with neighbors, talk with police. We ended up finding all of that out. It got dirtier the more you went on. Yeah. And that, that was really difficult. Would you say that you ever got a story that made you uncomfortable to cover? There are a few. There was public pornography at this elementary school. So literally down the block from this elementary school, there was a poster of like porn. 
basically. We don't know who put it up there. The police were notified, the school notified, but this mother was like, she said, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's happened again. And we were like, again, what? So that was kind of the story right there where it's like something that's happened before. Are you serious? So I remember that was a little uncomfortable covering because it was, she had it right there. So it's like, you have to blur it out. You have to stop it. But it was something that we had to shine a light on because I'm sure it wasn't just her that had seen it. It was maybe some other students. And, you know, this is an elementary school. I mean, it's eight-year-olds, seven-year-olds that are walking home and they're seeing this. I mean, it's that was really disturbing and a little uncomfortable. And my writing, I had to be careful in my writing not to, you know, trigger anybody. Uh, my final question for you is, you said you had internships uh, during college. And then I think you got to this job right after you graduated, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, is there anything that you learned uh, at school or something that a professor told you that you use it in your daily job, like something that you remember every day? Yes. Sally Turner. Love her to death. She's the best. And I remember it was one of the first ones where you get in a computer and you start editing. And I remember she gave us a script and we just had B-roll. And so what you were supposed to do was edit the B-roll to the script. I remember I was like, one of the second or third ones done. And I said, Hey, I think I'm, I think I'm done. And she said, okay. She comes over and right there, right there, you know, in front of the computer, she would grab your script and she would press play and then she'd start reading it. And I remember she read the first line and she looked up and she went good. And then she read the second line and she looked up and she said, good. And then she read the third one and she said, that's good. And then we kept going down and down and it got better and better. It was like, it was something so simple but it was right to your video. That was the main point. And even now, that's something that my news director preaches all the time. It's something that I use when I'm shooting in my head, when I'm, I don't even have a word written down for my script yet. That's something that I'm always thinking of. You know, what sound can I use? Or what visual is really cool? You know, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's a sign or something where it's like, people drive down this road all the time. And then it's just a bunch of cars driving by. Or I had this, I had the fog story. There was really dense fog here. I remember I was going through my camera and I was recording this football game and the players, I was like, man, they look like ghosts. Ding. That's actually pretty good. So in my script, I wrote that fog was so dense at the football game, the other side, they look like ghosts. And that was it. That was the line. And I think I'm better because of it. That is really cool. And I wanted to thank you for your time and for talking to yeah. me. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure to catching up and seeing how you're doing now that you're a real reporter. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Before, no. But... Yeah, no, likewise, Bia. I, I apologize for talking too much. I, I know I can talk forever so thank you for cutting me off <laughs> so everyone thank you so much for listening to this episode and be tuned for the next one follow us on our facebook page journalist talk and our website at the description of the podcast thank you